Go ahead, no. and five loaves of bread when he rains it pours he will open up heaven's doors and shower out a blessing your heart can't even store when he rains it pours once you have come to know the I got the hoodie wrecks. Can you come model this for me? No, I'm just kidding. Let me ask you a question. There's something that gets you in trouble. A lot. The Bible talks a lot about it. I'm going to give you a letter in the Word and see who can tell me what it is that gets you in trouble more than anything else. Uh... And I thank God that he's allowed me to preach about it tonight because in my life, this one thing has got me in more trouble than anything else. And one of the letters in this is, is you. Anybody got a clue what gets you in trouble more than anything else, Lyle? You can say it. That's why I got the hoodie. 
Say it. Don't, don't show me your tongue, cowboy. The tongue. You're right. Give Lyle a big round of applause. Amen. Now come get your hoodie, cowboy. How many know that the tongue, he, he's throwing his tongue at me like a lizard. You need medicine, brother. Here, take this thing. Put that hoodie on. Don't let nobody know who you are. Lord, have mercy. Only in my church. Glory to God. Have you ever thought about the gift of speech and how great a gift it is? Who loves to talk? You know you who you are. Amen. I, 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 I tell you, it's a great gift to be able to speak. There are some people in our world that can't speak for some reason or another. They're, they're, they're just God's not giving them that. But it's a gift to be able to speak. And Proverbs fifteen twenty three says, a word spoken at the right moment, how good is it? But the tongue always gets us in so much trouble. And, I, and some of y'all are looking at your spouse or looking at somebody else, but most of the time when we do this, and I started with the word you, the, the letter you in there, because I think God wants to talk to you, because your tongue can get you in so much trouble. Proverbs fifteen twenty three says, A word spoken at the right moment, how good is it? God has given us the ability to bless, encourage, praise, sing, and worship with our with our words, but too often we use our mouth, this little tiny instrument, that thing that Lyle was shooting at me a while ago. Shoot that at Miss B, man. Don't shoot that up out of me. Y'all still on y'all's honeymoon. Y'all ain't even been married but a month. The tongue, it gets us in trouble. I've been in more trouble because of my mouth than I have any other thing else. And I thank God that now, now, I'm 43 years old, and finally, God has got a bridle on this thing. And I believe that God wants to get a bridle on all of our mouths. He wants to get a hold of our speech and the gift that he has given. How many people say that and heard before that the gifts that God gives us should be good? The Bible talks about every good and perfect thing comes from above. So if he's given you the gift of, of the tongue to be able to speak, you ought to use it for good and not for bad. But too often our mouths, this tiny little instrument called the tongue, it gets us into trouble. The Bible says if you have an unbridled tongue, you can struggle for years. There's no end to the havoc you can create in your own life and the lives of people around you. I want you to look at James 3, verse 8. James 3, verse 8. I wish it was testified night. I wish we could give testimonies to how many times you've gotten yourself in trouble because of your tongue. But I don't have that much time tonight. James 3, 8 says this. Got my Bible? Well, let's start with 7. People can tame all kinds of animals and birds and reptiles and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is an uncontrollable evil full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and our Father, and sometimes it breaks out into curses against those who have been made in the images of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out with the both fresh water and bitter water? Can you pick olives from a fig tree or figs from a grapevine? 
No, and you can't draw fresh water from a salty pool. God really wants us to get a hold of our tongue. Our words can do damage to the relationships that we're in. How many believe that tonight? I have preached way better than y'all have let on today. It can get you in trouble with the relationships that you're in. Not with just a boyfriend or not with just a girlfriend, not with just a husband or a wife or a family member. But what about the relationship with your boss? What about the relationship with other people? What about the relationship with your neighbors? I was over at Nolan's house, and he's been having trouble with one of his neighbors. He don't like his dog, and, and he's, he, the guy has said lots of things, and they wrote an ugly letter to him, and Nolan came to me and said, well, I'm thinking about writing him another letter. I said, no, brother, just give it to God. I think God's big enough to take care of him. But yesterday when I was over there, I had a good idea. We just all lay up against the fence and bark. <laughs> Burrs! And see what happens. But the people that live next door to him claim to be Christians. But the letters she wrote, the words that she chose to put on paper, you know that comes out of her mouth. A very wise woman told me one time, don't put something in writing. Say it to them. Text messages today. You send somebody a text and all of a sudden they can't read your feelings, they can't read your emotions. And next thing you know, you think that person's upset with you, angry at you. They're talking to me like that. No, those are words. God has given us the gift of tongues. Our words can do so much damage to the relationships and our careers and the world around us. But here's some good news. With the help of the Holy Spirit, it can also do some great things. God can give us wisdom we need to control our tongues and learn to speak life in words that reflect the love of Christ and the words that he has to say. I want to talk about the good part of the gift that God's given us today because I really think we can fill this place up if you would open your mouth and use that gift to be an encouragement to people. Who believes that tonight? Who believes that tonight? We can all find faults in people, but what about opening up our mouth and finding something good to say about somebody? It's an exercise that you and I should do on a daily basis as Christians. Wear a smile. Say something good. And here's some things I think that we can do tonight. And I love to put these points together because they they drive home not only a point to you but to me because I meet a lot of people every day. And I want to use my tongue to be a blessing, not a curse. When I'm tired, when I'm frustrated, when I'm worried, I don't want no one to know that. I want them to know that God is real and God is on the throne and God loves you. You say, Brother Mark, but you're only human. Yes, I'm human, but I have a supernatural divine being that lives inside of me who can help me get the right words out to tell people. Who hears me tonight? Amen. The other night when I went to that hospital, I've learned that sometimes you don't have to say anything. Just being in there says a lot. But sometimes you got to say something to help somebody get on down the road, to get up out of the junk that they're in, get away from the mess that they're involved in. So here's a couple ways you can use your tongue to help people. Use your words to bless. Say that with me. Use your words to bless. Our words have the power to bless and curse. 
Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they who indulge in it shall eat of its fruit. We need to pay close attention to the way we talk about ourselves. People have not the discipline from their mouth. They, they say things awful about themselves. Some of you may be in this church. I can tell you right now, you can't be a blessing to somebody else until you start talking good about yourself. I'm the, you got to love you before you can love anybody else. Oh, is that good stuff, man? you got to be able to look in the mirror and say, you handsome devil. I know you're missing your front tooth. You're, you're missing the eye, but you still look good to me. I love you. You look good. I like the way you wear your hair. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I've gained a little weight, but boy, this weight sure looks good on me. You got to be able to look in that mirror instead of curse yourself. Oh, I can't stand this hairdo. Ah, oh, I look a mess today. Ah, oh, this don't fit anymore. There's so many times we just start cursing ourselves. The Bible says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. The only way I'm going to get any healthier is to speak it. The only way you're going to get any better is to speak it. The only way you're going to get any healthier is to speak it. People who have not disciplined their mouths say the most awful things about themselves. I can't do anything right. Nothing ever works out for me. Nobody's ever going to love me. Instead of speaking out of those feelings and that circumstances, we need to say the same thing, but say it from God's perspective. Everybody loves me. I know that everything's going to work out. One of the first things I say in the morning when I get up is, God bless this day in Jesus' name. God, this is going to be a beautiful day. I don't say it out loud, run around the house like uh, a holy man. But underneath my breath, I say, God bless this day. And then I say, God bless my wife. God bless my children. And God bless myself. You got to pray for yourself. You got to pray for those right. You gotta speak it so God can hear it. And, 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 and God knows your heart. And he can hear what your thoughts are. But sometimes just saying, God, bless me. Bless what I'm involved in today. Lord, I'm going into this meeting. You know I need this loan. I ain't going to be able to start this business if I don't get this opportunity. Lord, I'm just calling on you for favor today. I know we can do this. How many believe that God can open that door? I still believe like that today. One of the things I say when I get up in the morning is, God, I bless this day in Jesus' name. I bless my wife, my children. I bless myself. I want to be a blessing when I'm coming, and I want to be a blessing when I'm going. A couple years ago, the youth gave me a picture that said, the Lord watches over my coming and my going. And I still believe that today. The second thing I think you can do with your tongue is to be thankful and say so. I got a new challenge I want to introduce to you, but I got to get it on video before I can introduce you. And how many did the cold water challenge? D, did you do that? Good night. Did Frank do it too? Well, it's his turn. I'll have that water up here Sunday. <laughs> Frank, be ready, cowboy. Hayden challenged you and you had to do it. Well, I got another challenge that's going to be on theater near you real quick. I, I think it's going to really impact. I hope to the Lord it really impacts. But I go eat. I say thank you, Rex. 
God blesses me and gives me a paycheck. I say, thank you, Lord. God blesses me and, 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 and just the smallest of smallest of things. Had a guy call me this week said, Pastor, you need any hay? I said, man, I sure do. He said, I have 150 bells I want to give you. He said, I'll try to bring them over Friday. I haven't seen them yet, but I was sure thankful that they're coming. And I still believe that they're coming. I was thankful to God. See, sometimes it's the little things you got to be thankful for, too. Psalms 104 says, be thankful and say so. Tell people that you're thankful. Thankful for everything, everything that God is doing. Take a few minutes every day and thank God for everything that he's doing in your life, for your family, for your health, for your food, uh, for hot water. Justin came home the other day. He's working with Nolan and had insulation all over him. He said, Daddy, I'm itching. I'm itching. I got this insulation all over me. I said, he said, how would I get it off of me? I said, go take a cold shower. He come back in about 30 minutes and said, I still got insulation on me. I said, you didn't take a cold shower? Uh-uh, I wasn't trying that, Daddy. <laughs> have you ever thought, just thank God for the hot water? If you haven't in a while, you better tonight, because if you don't, you might lose your hot water heater. That's how it works. God brings something to your attention. You need to stop right then and say, Lord, I'm so thankful for that. I'm thankful for my friends. I'm thankful for the opportunity, Lord, that my truck starts and I can get from point A to point B. How many people know that new cars break down? <laughs> it ain't the age of the car that matters. It's being thankful for the, what God has given you. I hope that this is good. God has given us a mouth to glorify him. When I'm having a, <clears throat> a bad day, I can still find reasons to thank him. One thing I've learned being in the ministry is somebody's always got it worse than you do. I got two boys. Every time they pull in that driveway, you know what I say? Thank you, God. Let them come home. There's two little boys in Houston. They was going to their friend's house. They were teenage boys. They pulled them out of a bayou the other day, and they were dead. I thank God that he brings my boys back home and that he watches over their coming and going. And I hear them old diesel trucks fire up the door. I know they're leaving. I ain't even up yet. I crack one eye open. Lord, watch over them. They drive just like their mama. Lord, watch over them. Lord, watch over them. I think another thing, the third thing that we can do is in, use our tongue to encourage and build up other people. Encouraging people has not always come easy to me. For years, I didn't care what anybody else thought or what they thought of me. or I just did what I had to do. It was all about me. But every day I ask the Holy Spirit to show me somebody that I can encourage. She knows me better than anybody else. I was the most angriest individual you ever met in your life. I'd cuss you before I blessed you. I did that for 33 years of my life. I'm 43. I told you I've been saved 10 years. I want to outlast the first 33 years of my life and be a blessing and an encouragement to people 
when I need them, when they're down, when they're depressed. I came in here this morning. You guys were plugging in. Mary was getting stuff ready. Todd was getting his groove on. Everybody was getting ready. And I was telling Brother Vic, let's kind of arrange these chairs. And Scott was helping. And, and, and people was coming in. And, 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 I, and, and this happened this morning. This morning. I was busy. I, I still hadn't put my message on paper. I keep it on my iPad, but I like it to have it on paper because sometimes computer failure. <laughs> so I was running back over to my office, and, I, and, and I, I was making a beeline there to go and put my message on paper. I had about 45 minutes before church started, and a guy was standing at a homeless man was standing at my office door this morning with his bicycle. He said, hey, man, do y'all ever help people? I said, man, we help people all the time. He said, man, Brother Mark, he said, it's just been rough. I know the guy. He came here the other day. I offered him to come and work, and we were trying to help him, you know. I gave him a little money the other day, not bragging on myself, not bragging on me, just doing what God said. He showed up this morning, and I really had no time to visit with him. And the first words out of my mouth was, if you come back tomorrow, I'll help you. And God just said, no, help him right now. Talk to him right now. Those people in the building, they'll wait on you. He said, just talk to him right now. So I stopped what I was doing. I talked to him. I encouraged him. I blessed him. And then I started speaking into his life. I said, how old are you? He said, I'm 41 years old. I said, I'm only 43. I said, but tomorrow we're 61 years old. Tomorrow I'm 63 years old. I said, brother, you're you running out of time to get your life right. He said, I know, brother Mark. I said, listen, stay for church, and we'll see what we can do to get you a place to stay. He said, well, what if I don't stay for church? I said, well, I'll see if I can still help you. Just let me know. He said, thank you, Brother Mark. I said, I love you, man. It's time for change. It's time to do something different. I said, you like being out there on the road home? No, sir. I said, you like being out there on them drugs? Because he was doing drugs. He said, no, sir. I said, well, when did you get high last? Last night. I said, you like that or are you tired of it? He said, I'm tired of it. I said, if you're tired of it, I can get you some help. I said, but you got to want that help. I said, there's biscuits and gravy on the back table. There's coffee up there. I'd love for you to stay. He said, well, I'll come back tomorrow. Or I can encourage them all I can. You can encourage them all I can. It's up to them from that point on. I pray he comes back tomorrow. Not for money, but for Christ. Not for a handout, but for a relationship with Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody, give God a praise. Amen. <laughs> encouraging. Encouraging people hadn't always come easy to me. Isaiah 54, turn there with me. Isaiah 50, verse 4. Man, what a good little message.
Brother Brady's dad has given me a ton of Bibles. And they're in my office on that bench, Brother Vic, Brother Joe. If anybody needs a Bible, you can just go pick any one you want. They're on that bench in my office. There's some on the back table. If you need one, grab one. They're free, absolutely free. Isaiah 54 says this. Isaiah 50, verse 4. The servants, the sovereign Lord has given me his word of wisdom so that I may, so that I know what to say to all these weary ones. Morning by morning, he wakens me and opens my understanding to his will. The sovereign Lord has given me his words of wisdom so that I know what to say to all these weary ones. Morning by morning, he wakens me and opens my understanding to his will. The sovereign Lord has spoken to me, and I have listened. I do not rebel or turn away. I give my back to those who beat me and my cheeks to those who pull out my beard. I do not hide from shame, for they mock me and spit in my face. What a powerful, powerful word right there. Think about the people you already know you're going to be around and ask God to give you something to say to those people. Well, some of them going to spit on you. Some of them going to mock you. Some of them going to pull your beard out of your face. But do it anyway. Do it anyway. Come on, somebody. Think about the people that you're going to be around tomorrow. Lord's going to wake you up morning by morning, give you an opportunity to be a blessing to somebody else with your tongue. I think another thing that's important to do with the gift of the tongue is to tell the truth. Too many times today, the truth is so shady, so many foggy, so many, and it's been okay for so long, not for the Christian. When a person gets saved, they need to tell the truth. You can't be saved if you hadn't told the truth to God about everything you've done. I believe that with all my heart. I had to come up here and be truthful. He already knew, but I had to come up here and make it right. What do you mean, Brother Mark? The Bible says confess your sins. Confess your sins. Tell the truth. If you've done it, you made a mistake, own up to it. I'd rather own up to a mistake, look you in the eyes, and be able to walk away than to lie. And then have to cover up that lie. And then have to cover up that lie. Young people, listen to me. It's very important to tell the truth. The Bible says in John 4 that the true worshipers will worship God in spirit and in truth. If you're waiting for a promotion from God, then you need to commit to telling the truth. Proverbs 23, 23 says, By the truth and sell it not. Holding on to the truth. Might mean losing a friend. Might mean losing a reputation. If you're going to commit to the truth, there will be times when you have to make a sacrifice. One of my great friends I went to school with, he's preached right behind this podium. He came to our men's conference the first year we had it. He was at our men's conference this year. His name is Chris Langhart. He was with the glass company, uh, the bottle company that makes bottles in Waco, the glass plant. He worked there for 15 years, and he had worked his way up to vice president, VP, say VP, 
Just want to see if y'all was listening. He worked his way up to vice president, VP. He was over so many things and so many people, and he was making so much money, and they live in a great big house. They got a great big spread. He had went and got it. How many people have seen that Orange County Choppers on TV with old Polly and his daddy? Anybody ever watch that show? Uh, okay, come with me now. Come with me. He went and got him an Orange County Chopper. He went down and he got him a $75,000 motorcycle. He had everything that he thought he was, he had everything his heart desired. He came to our men's conference that first year and told us he'd been cheating on his wife. He'd been cheating on things. He'd been lying. He'd been stealing. He'd been doing all kinds of things. But he thought it was okay. He went to Parkview Baptist Church where I went. We went to school together. Both of us were hellions. He got saved. Went home, confessed to his wife. He'd been cheating on her. Begged for her forgiveness, and she forgave him. She didn't know how she was going to, but God went to work on her too. And they have a strong marriage today. He asked his kids to forgive him for the years of neglect. He has a bond with his children now. It's unbreakable. The other night, their house caught on fire. God woke them up in the middle of the night, got them all out before it burned up. God spared his life. He said, there's nothing I wouldn't do for the Lord. He took an air hose, a little air hose from his company, a little small air hose. It was laying around there, worked in his, wherever his section was, and he needed an air hose at home, just a small little air hose. And he picked it up, and he took it, and, and he, he had it at his house probably three years. And when he got saved, God just convicted him about stealing that air hose. He went to the boss, and he told the boss, to his boss, he said, man, i got to confess something to you. He said, what do you got to confess to me? He said, three years ago. There was a red air hose on the ground. I took it. And I'm ashamed of myself. And I want to bring it back. He brought it back. It had been in his garage hanging there. He brought it back and he gave it to him. And the guy's like, okay, all right, appreciate it. Well, his boss went and told the other bosses. And within 48 hours, he was fired. Fired, terminated, escorted off the property by the police for taking an air hose three years prior. For telling the truth, it cost him. Cost him his job, cost him his livelihood. He's like, God, what are you doing? But God had something bigger for him. God wanted to see if he would tell the truth. God wanted to see if he'd be honest. God was just checking him, and he passed the test. You know what he's doing today? Him and his dad, they own a company, and it's growing. You know what they're doing? They're fixing guardrails on the highway. You know where they got a contract? I think for the eastern part of the state of Texas fixing guardrails. You know how much money that is because people have wrecks all the time? 
God blessed his obedience. Can I say this to you? He never lost one thing. Did he, Todd? He told you, I never lost one thing. I never lost one thing. We always had food. We always provided. God did. And I mean, he had a big house. But God blessed him telling the truth. I think it bothers him. I think he thinks about it sometimes. But I don't think he regrets it. You'll never regret telling the truth. Somebody hear me tonight. You'll never, kids, are you listening in the back? You'll never regret telling the truth. The Bible says that when you know the truth, then the truth will set you free. Another thing I think we can do with our words and the tongue that God's given us is to speak God's word. Jeremiah 23, 28 says, He who has my words, let him speak my words faithfully. It is my, my words like fire. They will consume you, saith the Lord. And like a hammer that breaks in pieces the rocks, speak my word. Keep hitting your problems with the word of God. Keep speaking to your problems with the word of God. Be faithful. Know the word of God. The word of God can break the hardest heart. Who believes that today? The word of God can break the hardest heart and set the most bound person free. And I think another thing that gets us in trouble, and I'm done, the last thing, a lot of times our mouth, our tongue, wow, wore me out there, brother. I'll never forget that. As long as I live, brother, you done messed my whole career up. Thought you was having a seizure for a minute, but I didn't know what was going on with you, man. I think a thing that gets us in trouble with our tongue is we talk too much. We talk too much. Sometimes God just wants us to be quiet and listen. <laughs> Who's God talking to? Somebody lifted their feet up because that just stepped all over their toes. A lot of times we just need to be quiet. Proverbs 10, 19 says, In a multitude of words, transgression is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is pure. I think it's interesting that we have two eyes, two ears, two nostrils, and one mouth. We need to be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Galatians 5, 16 says, if you walk by the Spirit, you are not gratifying the desires of the flesh. God loves you so much, and with his help, you can control your tongue. I don't know why God had me preach about that tonight, do that little Bible lesson about that tonight. Maybe some of y'all been chewing on something, and you want to say something, but it's not of God what you want to say. It's your own fleshly desire. Be careful what comes out of your mouth. I believe there's power and life and death in the tongue tonight. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for this night. Thank you that we can come together on a Sunday night, learn together, grow together, worship together, and understand that you do care about what we say, what comes out of our mouth. 
Let us use our mouth and our tongue to build people up, encourage one another, to lift up our children, to lift up our, our, our wives, our family members. Let us use our, our, our tongue, Father, to spread the word to anyone who's willing to listen, Lord. Lord, let us use our tongue to tell the truth because the truth will set us free. Father, I thank you for those who came tonight, and I pray that if someone's out there speaking words and ugly words against them, that it ceases right now because of their obedience to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody give God a praise, amen. Remember, ladies.